Welcome back to another episode of Who's on the Lord's Side. All right, y'all, I'm still diving into Jewish antiquity, which is uh, wonderful, a treasure really to go through. And I stumbled across something that uh, made me revisit Cain, the mystery of Cain, the children of Cain as descendants, and a very widespread rumor, what I understood to be a rumor or something that I could see how it was implied, but Nessa didn't never really understood clearly this understanding of the possibility that something may have occurred, something a little bit more may have occurred in the garden, in paradise, the garden of Eden, or after, sometime after the fall of man and before the birth of Cain, that something happened that was not right, not of God, okay, that produced Cain. In other words, that Cain and Abel clearly was not twins, okay, Cain came before Abel, but Cain was not Adam's. This was the claim, this was the claim, this is the claim. Now, when claims like this was coming out, you have to remember, when truth started coming out, immediately the devil started working to start uh, doing things like mixing truth with lies. So that eventually, if you're the type of person who's going here and you're going there and you're, you're, you start, your interests are starting to get peaked or your curiosity is starting to get peaked to look for the knowledge or answers, you start to hear certain things that don't make sense of or make you... Things like uh, what they did with uh, Tom Hanks, had him running all across Europe with these, uh, you know, these you know, things and these theories about, oh, the Messiah had a, a bloodline, meaning a, a seed line, in the, in a, in, and it produced a child through Mary Magdalene and all these, these you know, things that had people just child, you know. And then you have people, like I said, once they started hearing the other things that was real truth, they said, well, all these crazy things are coming out. Let's, they all start throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And then, of course, you have the uh, satanic Esau-inspired um, church who's raised or ran, I would say, by people who've been literally, I mean, if you think about it, what is it, can I go into, if I said, if I said today I want to be a preacher, or if I want to be a teacher in the, in, in the church, I can't go into church talking like this, even though this is all according to scripture, the word of God, uh, biblical antiquity, Jewish antiquity, whatever. Yeah, they, they ain't not going to talk to you all about it like that. The same way they ain't going to talk to you when you all go to church. I, I mean, why did it take for me after all the years my mother raised me in a church? And all of the things that, why did it take me until I was uh, reading in Sister Beecham class? Like I was telling you in the previous episode when she was teaching us to read it from the beginning, teaching us to read everybody's name, that I started to realize, wait a minute, this is a story. This is a story. All these people is related. Uh, these people became a great nation. What a wonderful story. And then by the time Sister B and us in the class got to the New Testament, and then, they, and then the Messiah just hit the ground running like I am here for the Lord's children. I was like, well, where did they go? <laughs> Who are these people? That was by the time they got to numbers. By the time we got to numbers in the class, they, they got so mighty. I said, "What? Who are they? Who are they?" And I believed it. You see, uh, you know, I say um, God's words come through hearing. You, you, the faith comes by hearing, and I, my spirit just started coming and just understand. Just like wow, like this is deep. This is really deep stuff. As a matter of fact, I still have the Bible that I started with around that time. I got me a study Bible. 
That's the way I want to know. I want to know more, find reference and things. I got to study Bible. It's practically falling apart, y'all. I got posters stuck in there from 10 years ago, but you know what? Old Faithful is still hanging in there, and I'm, I'll be darned. I think a page fell out, child. I almost had a heart attack, but you know what? I stuffed it back in there, and one day <laughs> soon, I'm going to sit down and figure out where it came from. I'm going to tape it back as best as I can. Okay, I plan to rock it till the wheels fall off, in other words. I'm getting a little sidetracked, but going back to uh, B class, you know. I told you on a previous episode when I started reading, that's when things started coming up with Enoch. And so did weird things with Cain. You see, Cain was a little sketchy, too. So when these rumors started coming outside, I didn't understand it at the time. Like I keep telling you, but later on, as like today, or tonight, or this, this afternoon, I was reading and reading and reading again in this book that I just keep talking about, The Legend of the Jews. I'm specifically in Volume 1 by Rabbi Lewis Ginsburg. Now I'm in Book 1, and I'm at, uh, to share with you first, Cain, uh, the birth of Cain. Because in this section, it's called, Book 1 is called The Ten Generations. They're going to run you down from Adam to Noah. From Adam to Noah is exactly ten generations. So we talk about... Adam being the first, now they got to talk about Cain. Abel would have been the second, but, I mean, the third, but, you know, he passed, so Seth came, and, you know, all of this. So this is what they're going to do in, in this part. Now, when they brought up Cain, I said, who, what? In this book, I'm talking about. I said, wait, wait Cain? Because I ain't, no, ain't too much to know about him except that the man rose up and slew his brother out of sheer jealousy because there was offerings that was made. One brought offerings from the first flock of the sheep or the lambs, and it was the best. And the other one, it, was, it wasn't the best. Uh, God accepted the offering by sending fire down from heaven to consume it, which was pretty much Abel's made Cain angry. And then uh, apparently one day he rose up and he slew him. And then when God came and confronted Abel, now, now this is the, the verse we have. <clears throat> so after that, uh, Cain's supposed to be marked, banished, all this nonsense. Uh, about seven generations is followed, and then he falls off the face of the earth, as far as, like, in the, in the rest of the Bible. Where is Cain? Where's Cain? Okay? And then we cannot forget those before people, before people are kind of reigning this world, because you ain't got to, we all decided to make our own opinions. I'm just, we're just all following what is said. And then making a decision for ourselves, but I, I could clearly see what they were saying now because now I'm it's here in this book. We're going to talk about it, but it says it right here: the fall of man. This is the curse according to scripture. We keep going back to these things. We always going to revisit uh, everything because things are still unfolded. It said three and fifteen of Genesis, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now, it says he's going to have a seat. We always talk about that because when you go back to this, oh, why the, why the government want to do this? Why do they want to get into cloning? Why did they want to do that? Because we have to understand who is running the world. Which bloodline is this? Which bloodline is this? Because literally it goes back to the book or the saying of the tale of two cities. It literally, no matter what generation, it literally is Israel versus Babylon is what it was one thing you could say. But is it really uh, the, the, the true bloodline of God versus the, the sea line of the serpent? Okay, and we're going to talk about, according to Jewish uh, and biblical antiquity, but really Jewish antiquity, because it's not in the Bible, we're going to identify exactly who that serpent was, because it's still debated to that day, who was that serpent? Was that serpent just a being that was in the garden who was just influenced by Satan himself? Did Satan, was Satan the, the serpent, blah, 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 all these things? We don't know, as far as what they give us 
Genesis always seemed to me like a book that should have been expanded wider and got chopped down into the, the most watered down version you could get. That's why I love things like this. So we're going to move on because, you know, I get a little passionate with these things. I just got to get to where it's came. I always wanted to know. I never really could find too much, but I know his children are running around. I feel they run around even on the 12 bloodlines. They're up there. And it's prophesied that eventually, eventually through that bloodline is going to come the one that is known to be the Antichrist. And eventually, okay, so Eve, Eve, gonna, Eve eventually was the mother of two lines. So, okay, well, we're going to see. We're going to see. It says the birth of Cain. There were ten generations from Adam to Noah to show how long-suffering is the Lord. For all the generations provoked him unto wrath until he brought the deluge upon them. By reason of their impiousness, God changed his plan of calling 1,000 generations in between the creation of the world and the revelation of the law at Mount Sinai. It says down to 974. Now, I'm going to skip down here to Cain. It says, wickedness came into the world with the first being born of woman. Wickedness. So sin was one thing. Eden, you know, disobeying God's command was one thing in the garden. But wickedness coming into the world, okay, came into the world with the first being born to woman, Cain, the oldest son of Adam, when God bestowed paradise upon the first pair. When he, when he gave them paradise, he warned them particularly against carnal intercourse with each other. But after the fall of Eve, because everybody keeps talking about there was a sex. And you know, when people, I've seen the Hebrew brother, the Hebrew Israelite people pushed in. I've seen people who's not Hebrew Israelites. I'm not saying push it like it's a doctrine of propaganda, but I've seen them make the logic through simple Bible and uh the understanding of well, you know, logic and following through, and honestly, I saw it. But at the same time, just because I could logically follow it, it still never. I, it still was. It still was. The jury was still out for me. You know what I mean? It, 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 it was not impossible. Why would it be impossible that something like that could happen? You see, when we already know that the fallen angels have fallen down and came down and slept with women in Genesis six, left their first inhabitation left their original origin design and everything willingly and came and they are locked out of heaven. Hashtag Bruno Mars. Okay? Seriously. And that's what's going on here. So it says here, he warned them, particularly against carnal intercourse with each other, but after the fall of Eve, Satan, listen now, after the fall of Eve, Satan in the guise of the serpent approached her. And the fruit of their union was Cain. This is after. It clearly says here. It says after the fall of Eve. Not in the garden. After. The reason why people say it was in the garden. And people say well, it, it was the fruit. It was the fruit. That's what they was arguing. Because where is the connection? There, something happened. They figured something happened. Where is the connection? It had to be the fruit. The fruit couldn't have been a, 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 a figure. Literal fruit. Fruit must have been. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. It says here, and the fruit of their union. See? That's why it says bear fruit and multiply. That's why they were stressing those other logical points about how, how the Lord speaks when you're talking about seed and fruit. Right? Seed, fruit. So it says right here, after the fall of Eve, blah, 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 blah. And the fruit of their union was Cain and the ancestor. It was Cain, the ancestor of all impious generations that were rebellious 
toward God and rose up against him. Cain's descent from Satan is here. This is what they be taking out. You ain't going to. Let me tell you something, honey. Okay. First of all, they always say it, especially for people in my community, African-American. If you want to hide something, if you really don't want them to know, so you all put it in a book, which is why when they brought this here over here to the Americas, well, my people, I'm, I'm a Haitian, I'm a Haitian-American descent. We was on island of Hispaniola. Okay. We was under the French. First free black republic, and if you're following Latinx and understand what Latinx is, you could even say the first free black or 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 uh, Hispanic, okay, republic, really. But going back up to this, when they brought us over here, first thing they don't want you to do is read, and it was the Bible, and that Bible at that time was probably making more sense than a little bit. And they beat you what the new images was that you were supposed to be worshiping, and all this other nonsense and language, and all this other nonsense. Ooh, by the time they got free, they still couldn't read. I mean, I never see the people that just wasn't allowed to just simply read, Lord. Excuse me. It's just, you, we just get, can I get the book? Could I just for simply reading something? See? Okay. And then after that happened, the first uh, rebellion in Haiti that got them to be first for your butt, Nat Turner down here in the South, because they know the power of the people. And Nat Turner's ride almost got it going. But guess what happened? They, they, boom. And then they want to tell you Willie Lynch and all that stuff that they did to ride and conquer and house Negro and field Negro. No, all that was meant to divide because they say, can I take it to power the people? But you have to ask yourself, if I have control, if, I, if, I, if they did it, they did it when they sacked the temple in Jerusalem. They take the books, they take the history, they, they, they take everything, the gold, they take the ark, they take, they steal everything, they learn it. They have infiltrated every culture. Every single culture, okay? And I feel like it's the blood and the spirit of Cain, along with Esau and them, because that's what's in them. But this is what they do. And the funny thing about this kind of thing is, like, um, who would have benefited to take this stuff out? Why, if I'm just writing a book and it's just, it's just a book, it's a book like any other book, all these books are books like any other book, why the hell did they need to have a council on Nicaea? Why did they have all that to sit down and be like, no, 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 why, what are you hiding? Why you have to remove it? Who cares? So what if it would have been a 3,000-page, 4,000-page book? It's for you to decide what you're going to teach from me, what you're not going to teach from me. Who told you, you know, to take anything out? You have to understand it. How do you, it would have to benefit somebody somehow. I'm hiding something. We don't want people who are smart the, theologians by scholarly attributes and theologians by right, like myself. I've, I'm In my mind, in my own right, I, am, I have crowned myself a theologian, okay? We don't put this two together because the spirit of God is going to move through. But now moving on, moving on. He is the father, the ancestor of the impious generation that was rebellious toward God and rose up against him. Cain's descent from Satan. Who is the angel Samael? Okay. Was revealed in ser it's a seraphic appearance. Now, listen to this. At the birth of Cain... The exclamation was wrung from Eve. I have gotten a, a man through the angel of the Lord. This is exactly what they were trying to also break down in the argument about why she said I got a man from the Lord. She was not talking about um, God himself. She was talking about the angel. Okay. This is not unheard of. That's what I'm trying to say. Now, when you're talking about fallen angels and, and, and other beings and hybrid things trying to mix with human, this is not unheard of. This is, you know. So now I wanted to go down because there's a lot going on here. Now, when the, when the son was getting ready to be born, 
Adam wasn't even around her. It, he was on the west side. She was on the east side. Uh, at some point, she went into labor, and he, he found her. He knew it wasn't his. <clears throat> and um, he asked the angels to help her to deliver the baby, which Michael and some angels came in. They said because of him asking her here to help her. Because remember, childbearing pain was supposed to be part of it, so they did. And he said, um, immediately her son Cain was born a radiant figure. A little while, listen to this, a little while, and the babe stood upon his feet, ran off, and returned holding in his hands a stalk of straw, which he gave to his mother. For this reason, he was named Cain, the Hebrew word for stalk of straw. Listen, a little while, and the babe stood upon his feet. Okay? Now, don't think this is, I mean, a little while, like a monthly later, or a little while, a week later, a little while, a year later. It says right after this that Adam took the, the her and the baby to the house and then um, it took it from there. So clearly this could have been years later because he met them out in the field after he heard her cry to have the baby shortly afterwards. The, now, here's the thing. Why would that seem? I want to paint you a scenario. I don't know how much the movie all, buffs you all are, but you all know Twilight is one of those franchises that's been going on for a long time. Okay, when I was a little younger, even when I was still coming into the world, but still not understanding everything about how what how many type of hybrid could be amongst us in every realm. Okay, I would watch it now and be like, oh. But then, you know, I said to myself, what they're doing is not just making young girl fantasize about love, 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 or the ideal love or this great protector. So much as they got them diving into the realm of playing around with the idea of being in love with something fallen, some kind of a deity, is not even a demigod, but Edward was, you know what I'm saying? And even though you see um, Jake, same thing, werewolf hybrid, okay? But at the end of the day, they wanted you how to choose. You was either team Edward, at the end of the day, you still team uh, Nephilim. That's what that is. You still, not necessarily the giants, so to speak, but you're still saying team um, something that's an uh, abomination to God, which is why in one of the movies, I'll never forget when she, they was running, flying through the woods or something, when they first fell in love in one of the movies, they went to a high place where he was mostly in the shadows because he can't be in the sun. And then he finally said, because she was so curious, what happens to you going to the sun? And then he opened up and he just started shining, like very, very brightly, which, please, <laughs> what you call it? Because <laughs> they, they said, um, do, do not marvel because even Satan, you know what I'm saying, shines or something. Like, you know what I'm saying, don't, like, he can appear as an angel of light. Remember he said, like, you know, don't, do, do not marvel nothing because even angel himself, he, the devil himself can appear as an angel of light, shape shifting. So what he was basically saying is, this is what I look like. You know, you, you all caught up in this look and this glow, but this is not really me. Like, I'm a real, he told her, I'm like, I'm a soulless dead thing, you know, inside, you know, shit. Now, I'm saying all this to say eventually through the franchise, what happens? They get together and they get married and they have a baby. Now, when she gets pregnant, dang, this 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 ungodly thing that's inside of her, this spirit that's not of God, that's now inside of her trying to grow, starts to suck the life force out of her. And eventually that baby is born. But by the time the baby is born, I'll never forget, it was like an hour or two later or, or even... By the time she brought the baby home, she said, father, the father, the child was toddler age, and it was only born two weeks ago. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? And then in the movie, it seemed kind of odd, it seemed kind of, seemed kind of shit, but I was like, no, no, no. When it ain't that, you know, same way when they came out, they came out giant. Like, now I'm not saying they came out born size, but I'm sure they came out huger or bigger or something of that nature. Yeah, and that was, this is what it was. So society 
especially with these occult shows or with witchcraft and all this stuff, trying to get people open up to, with the idea of falling in love with some kind of uh, uh, fallen angel offspring hybrid thing, procreate, and, and, and then she turned into one. So in, in other words, she, her soul, into, this is what they're not going to tell you in the movie because they're selling you the whole, the, the whole thing. But so eventually she followed a soulless demon who tried to warn her what he was, told her he didn't want that for her. And said, in essence, she said she wanted that for the love of it. And everybody thinks that's so beautiful. But now, in essence, she lost her soul. She gave up her soul to be a soulless being and wander the rest of the earth with him until, I don't know, they get beheaded or killed by the VTR or whatever the fuck was chasing after them. my language. Excuse me. But you get what I'm trying to say. So when I see this thing here about them saying, um, a little while and the babe stood upon his feet, ran off and returned, holding in his hands a stalk of straw, which he gave to his mother. For this reason, he was named Cain, the Hebrew word for stalk of straw. Now, after that, Adam and I went home. And then they said, after a while, Eve bore her second son. Okay. Okay. It says that this one was taught to till the ground, Cain. We know that. And that um, her second son was named Hebel. It says H-E-H-E-B-E-L, but we know that's Abel, right? And then she said, it says here that she named him that because she says he was born but to die. He was born but to die. He was born but to die. So as if from birth, you know, sometimes, you know, um, a lot of the names they gave them, especially the women... Uh, I think Isaac is the name that Sarah gave her son because it means laughter or something. I want to look it up in wise because when the Lord came and they were in the tent, the three um, strangers, the three men came to visit Abraham and told him and tried to encourage him to lay his wife with his wife and, you know, know his wife so that they could procreate a child in old age. She laughed and she said... And behind, because she was eavesdropping, that she didn't know. Yeah, Isaac means he laughs. And this was the name of the son of Abraham. Okay. Meaning the joke was back on her because she laughed. Or one who laughs. Or one who rejoices. You could take it either way. Okay. But they are, are, and that was all to go back to that. So a lot of them used to praise out the name. So this out there. Now, babbling on. I want to go on to talk about this next one. Cain killing his brother. Now, they're saying here that it was um, twofold. Why? But mostly it came because of the fact sacrifice. That's officially or finally why he did it. Then it goes on to say, listen to this. This is the part I wanted to read, the fight. Why the, I mean, the, 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 the dialogue of the fight. Finally, the fight led to them fighting. And it says, these words but added anger to Cain. And all Abel principally said, I'm going to paraphrase it for you all, is that uh, he, because Cain said God is a God of favoritism or something. He said, Abel simply said, Cain, he's not a God of favoritism. And he decision he makes is just, which means that if he uh, said that he accepted my offering. It's not because he likes me more than he likes you so much. It is that the the offering was proper and acceptable in his sight, whereas yours was not. And that's the reason he did not like that answer. So it so said these words, but added to the anger of Cain, and he threw himself upon his brother. Abel was stronger than he, and he would have gotten the worst of it. But at the last moment, he begged for mercy. 
Again, Abel was stronger than Cain, and he would have got the worst of it, meaning Cain would have got the worst of it. But at the last moment, Abel begged for mercy, and the gentle Abel, and, and the gentle Abel released his hold upon him. Scarcely did he set himself free when he turned against Abel once more and slew him. So basically, as soon as he let him go and said, brother, please, boom. He, he didn't waste any time. Vicious, evil, no thought about it, no hesitation. Just let me just see so strong, so strong, any kind of, and he got him. It says the man of Abel's death was the most cruel conceivable, not knowing what injury was fatal. Cain pelted all parts of his body with stones until one struck him on the neck and inflicted death. Now, we're going to go to where um, God asks him what's going on with you. But he says the famous, of course, am I my brother's keeper? And then that spirit comes back again. You, thou art he who holdest watch over all creatures, and yet thou demandest account of me? And he goes, okay, I slew him, but thou didst create the evil inclination in me. Thou guardest all things. Why then didst thou permit me to slay him? You understand. Now, me, I'm surprised. The, 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 the audacity of man. But then you have to understand who the who his father was. This is why. This, let me tell you all. Let me, I, you know, I get all passionate. But this is exactly why. Mm, give me one second here. Oh, mm, mm. Pulling it up. Ye are of your father. John 8, 44. Messiah said it best to the faker, Sadducees and the Pharisees that claim so-called it was from Abraham. He said, you are of the father, the devil. And the lust of your father, you will do the desires of the heart. So dark and so evil. And we're going to talk about that too. Because we're going to talk about Cain descendants. I didn't even get to what I found. We're still just talking about revisiting some of this old stuff with a little bit of more meat added on. We added, you know, we trying to, you know, dressing our sandwich, so to speak. Putting the layers on. Mm, but we haven't really dived in and sunk our teeth into it. And so what I'm saying here is on John 8, 44, King James Version. Ye are of your father, the devil. And the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speak a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the, and the father of it. Now, what we talk about even before the first murder. Because right now, we, and you're talking about that king. You think about the first murderer, he was a murderer from the beginning. But even if you think about the original murderer before that, you got to think about the serpents. You have to think about who we now know is supposed to be Satan, who's also supposed to be Samael, who was an angel that fell. This, that was disguised, shape-shifted. Now, the reason why I want to talk about shape-shifting, because that's a real thing. Even in Jasher, it's mentioned. It's, it's actually mentioned a few times. I'm mean, Satan um, trying to deter uh, Isaac. Uh, Abraham, uh, what do you call it? Abraham from taking Isaac to go to the sacrifice. As a matter of fact, in the book of Jasher, it's very clear. It's not as short as it is in the Bible, but it's very clear that Abraham trusted God the whole time, and so did Isaac trust his father and the Lord. And that on the way, they were met by the devil three times. That shape shifted three times, not once, not twice, but three times in front of their faces. 
to deter them from going up to keep that promise that he knew was going to have uh, a, eventually uh, Jacob and Esau, the 12 tribes of Israel, eventually the tribe of Judah, which released the Messiah, blah, 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 blah. You know, prophecy. Uh, he don't want us to have the bridge back. He, he wants us to run out of time so he can snatch as many souls as possible back with him. Long story short, on the way they saw an old man. The old man is was saying, talking to Abraham, why would you do this? Why would you let God not see? Every time he talked, scripture just said it, every time he talked, he talked of his own. He's not going to say, I'm just putting you in a trap because I want to do this for me because really I'm looking out for myself here and I don't give two craps about you. That's not what he's going to say. Um, I say it all the time, the road to hell is always paved with good intentions. Always watch. It doesn't matter what it is, paved with good intentions. The devil does not come and say, I'm here to trick you so you go to hell. That's not what he's saying. He has to dress it up and make it look pretty. So the old man comes up and says, Abraham, aren't you, you know, Father Abraham, the, the great man, the one that God loves so much and, and always talking about your God and how much he blessed you, and you waited your whole life to have a child, you and your wife, you finally get to old age, you have a son, and now this God is telling you to go. The same mentality people would have if they was reading scripture and said, so he was just going to go kill his son, like the Bible talks about human sacrifice. You know, people that kind of like twist the word and stuff like that. That's how he was saying it. Now, if your faith is not whole, and if you was the type of person to think about these things, you might be scared and be like, what are people going to think? And turn around. But... Abraham, it says in Jasher very clearly, and I talked about this in a few episodes, but in the past when I talked about him, that said, son, this is the devil. He is just trying to destroy, distract us, keep going. Okay, they went on a little more, long enough that the devil thought that he might have forgot about the trick. And who pops up now but a boy? It says a small boy popped up. Obviously, this is to uh, entreat and to make petition to Isaac. Isaac, where are you going? Your father? I hear your father's taking you up to be slaughtered and be killed. Why would you, you know, run, run, save yourself. If this is your father and he loves you, what kind of father all this? And again, Abraham said, son, you know, this is the devil. He's just trying to put us off our path. Blah, blah, blah. The final time the devil tried to take him off track, he shape-shifted into a large raging body of water, a river. The last final stretch of land they had to cross, it was never a river there. That's what it was very clear. Just said. It was never a river there. Okay, and there was a river that was there, and it was violent, and it was supposed to not drown them. It was supposed to mind trick them to be like, we can't go across today. Maybe we go back and come back another day. But again, Abraham is was different. There's certain patriarchs we must give homage to, and we will see them all again. Some of them is in the in the seven in in the um the seven remember the seven heavens. There's some of them just already just waiting. A lot of them, okay? So my point is, at the end of the day, can't you, can you imagine what's going to be like? I'm sorry, I got to just take a minute. Can you imagine what's going to be like? It's going to be like, eh, eh, you know, when you come through and you walk through and they out there, oh, man, I hope they all have their hands out and you could just run and slap five of everybody. Like, yes, well done, well done, we did it. I don't know, something like that. I, I'm, I'm being, I don't even know if I'm going to be, I'm humble, you know, I'm, we're all trying anyway. Child, I lost my train of thought. Just dreaming out loud. Yes. Yeah, shape-shifting. So, uh, they went through the water anyway. And then, of course, God said, uh, I was never even going to do that. I just want to see your faith. You are so amazing, so outstanding. You are my friend. I'm going to promise you, blah, 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 blah. Here, there's a ram in the bush. Get the ram in the bush, blah, blah, blah. Sacrifice that to me instead, blah, blah, blah. Now, going back to here with shape-shifting, though. It says here, uh, page 56. So, if I go back to page 56 of the same um, book of antiquities, under the uh, chapter or section known as the punishment, it says here that um, this is God now telling you that good angels even shape shift, or they're telling you that God's good angels even shape shift because 
To guard the entrance to paradise, God appointed the cherubim called also the ever-turning swords of flame because angels can turn themselves from one shape into another at need. Okay? Meaning, what people call doppelganger, you have to understand, you have to understand. Now, let me see the rest of Now, he killed him. I said that um, his father was a murderer from the beginning. And even then, even before that, for giving the, the for seducing Eve um, to, to, to do the fruit and then seducing Eve again. I mean, is, is saying that, did you not see how as soon as he's I'm getting in the garden? I'm getting in the garden. I'm getting a woman. Eat this. She got so drunk off the dang fruit. She wasn't trying to, you know, violate everybody with here. Eat it. The angel of death is on me. And I want to be on you too. Open your mouth. It wasn't nobody but the <laughs> Bless the bird. Or whatever it was before it got turned into that bug. This was them bird. Okay. And then. As soon as y'all got out the garden, y'all still trying to adjust to this shock of only, like, remember I told you in the previous episode, it was only 12 hours that they was in the garden. According to Jewish antiquity, it was only 12 hours on the sixth day because God rested on the seventh, but it was only six hours. Right? And then after all of that, as soon as he come out there, he going to just trick, just sex? I mean, <laughs> what? It came back as the, so wait a minute, Eve. So that would mean that after you got tricked, you saw him again sometime after the fall and then. God already warned you. You'd have thought you'd have learned. You ain't messing it. Listen, I can't sing. I'm not going to sing. That's we ain't supposed to be little people no more. <laughs> I ain't what I said in the previous episode. All right, so we're going here to... um, And then now your first child that came out killed your other child. This is terrible. And then you want to know, want to know why. He said, yeah, my seed gonna, he said, but I'm gonna start my seed immediately. She don't have a seed that's gonna kill my seed. Well, how about my seed come out first? What? What a wickedness. And they said, wait, so I want you on going in the book of Enoch. Now, whew. also the soul of Abel denounced the murder, for the soul could not find rest nowhere. Neither nor the, neither did the sore heavenward nor abide in the grave. With the body, for no human soul had done either of that before. Okay. Mm -mm 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 -mm. I want to go to basically the good stuff. I don't want to read too much. Okay, so now. Listen to this. Now, after God told him about himself. He removed half the chastisement from him. It says the original decree had condemned him to be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. Now he was no longer to roam about forever, but now was a fugitive to remain a fugitive. And so much was hard enough to have to suffer for the earthquake now under Cain. And at this point right now, as I'm reading, it says all the animals, the wild and the tame, among them, even the accursed serpent. So I said, hold up, your dad was there too? Wait a minute. So after all of this, the earthquake, okay? Animals, wild and tame. Among them, the accursed serpent gathered together and essayed to devour him. Okay, supposedly in order to avenge the innocent blood of Abel. Wow. So even the little steel, so even after they do your doing and your bidding, like murder, murder. And then if you have to come up to devour, you're going to come up. 
finally, it said that um, he cried out to God, whether shall I go from thy spirit, whether shall I free from thy presence? And this says to protect him from onslaught of the beast, God inscribed one letter of his holy name upon his forehead. Later on, they also said he has a horn on his forehead. That was that was the mark. Okay. And that um, he, even though he shed blood, he would, there was supposedly no instruction given to him on not murdering. So whoever slays another himself shall be slain. God gave him a dog as protection against the wild beast. And to mark him as a sinner, he afflicted him with leprosy. Now, this might be a stretch, but I once in an episode when I was talking about the Hebrew Israelites being of melanated color. And I once referenced a book called From Babylon to Timbuktu by an author named Rudolf R. Windsor. Very, very intelligent man, professor, African-American studies, history, and Really, all he does with reference after reference is show how all ancient civilizations from Babylon or ancient Mesopotamia or um, Ur and all those, all the way down to Timbuktu and everything in between from Asian uh, African-Americans or melanated people, European, that's what he talks about with proof. So at one point, he brings up um, the Eve gene. Okay, the Eve gene is something... That African American people carry some more than all others, some not at all. And from my understanding, even now, I did it, I just found out the other day there's a large, you see, I, bottom line, first point I want to make the, the lightest male and the dark, darkest male on earth comes from one race. African American race because you have um out of the proper time I think it's albinism you have albinism where you have the extreme pale stripped of any kind of melanin down to the hair down to the eye colors down to the skin to the point they can't even stay in the skin too long the sun too long because it bothers their skin and then you have the darkest and that you could possibly get again it comes from the African American race I just said the darkest and the lightest male and the same thing could be said about the darkest and the lightest woman on the walking in the face of the earth, the spectrum will become between the albino or about woman with albinism, excuse me, I didn't want to say that to defend anybody, and the darkest woman on the spectrum is dark as purple, okay? What people don't seem to understand is the evening would come from people who have albinism because pretty much African-American people can make every color in between. So now the question would be, when did the color of albinism or white come into spectrum? This is what history is trying to understand. Okay, because even blue-eyed people, if you look at history and Google, Google blue-eyed people, all blue-eyed people descended from one person who lived thousands of years ago. That blue eyes is not something that was around from the beginning of time and stuff of that nature. And you have to understand, blonde-haired African-American people actually exist all over the world, not just in in alb um in albinism um I want to say kind of situations where because it's melanated. No, because they, it's just parts of the world down from even Ethiopia. Come in all colors, and they have hair as blonde as, as as the blondest white person, but they're not white, and they don't have white DNA. They're just coming out that way, okay? So the evening was brought up here. And so eventually, he starts to talk about um, there are many cases and of individuals turning white in the Jewish Bible, okay? Let's see, let me first learn that. Jaffa, I see what you Northwest. I'm going to start waiting here. Okay, now here it is. It says now he says now we now know that the Japhites Europeans are white today. 
were were they gen were were they originally white beginning from their ancestor Japheth, or did a change materialize in the skin color of the descendants of Japheth? This question is difficult to answer. I was told this is what he says. I was told that Japheth was a black man, but he wanted to be white, so God changed him to a white man. Evidence to this theory is lacking. Anything he doesn't find, he's going to tell you. Nevertheless, scientists and anthropologists have found different kinds of mutations in certain parts of the world. A physical mutation is a sudden variation or change, the offspring differing from its parents in some outstanding characteristic. Okay. Then it says blonde hair among the African, the uh, blonde hair among the black Australian Aborigine, Aborigines. Look this up. And there's still people around here, not even just there. It's all over. That's why I told you uh, in Africa. Okay. Yeah. We, they show you, they always show you one face of Africa. If you understood how, how large the Eve gene pool is in Africa, you, they have so much albinism out there. And don't you know that the witch doctors out there hunt them and kill them for their bones? So they have to hide. And not only that, they suffer from a lot of um, cancers because they cannot, the, the heat of the sun and the, the sun is too hot on their skin. So between dying from the lack of melanin protection and the resources to get SUV, they have to hide inside because they're afraid of being kidnapped and killed because the witch doctors want them because they believe that there's powers in their bones. As they just want them, period. Okay? And I said, wow, that's something that they're not talking about. That's something they're not talking about. First of all, the, the real face. Okay, so now when it goes here, he says, uh, blonde hair among the black Australian Aborigines, an example of a mutation and probably albino. See, I, I didn't even know. I, I, I actually just brought this book out. It's dusty. Right when I seen they said leprosy in the book, because I'll never forget that he explained leprosy and, 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 and actually gave it a little bit of a better understanding, not the leprosy as you understand it today. And he said, I'm probably albinos are a good example of mutations with their white skin, woolly hair, thick lips, and Ethiopian noses. Any sudden change from the normal is to be regarded as a mutation. And mutations are real. There's other examples of mutations are blondism or whiteness among monkeys, apes, and chimpanzees. He said, major mutations or changes took place among the descendants of Japheth. This is obvious because of their white skin. In other words, they were black at one time, but their skin changed to white. This phenomenon can be understood in the view of the total world population. Okay. It says over two-thirds of the population of the world consists of colored people. That is a ratio of two to one. Two out of Noah's three sons remained black. Okay. We know this to be true because many of the people throughout Africa, Asia, Latin, this is what he's saying, Asia, Africa, Asia, Latin America, and the islands in the Pacific Ocean are yellow, brown, or black. They have facial features of the Congoid Africans, especially the Vietnamese, Filipinos, the people of India. They are a mixture of black Dravidians and Indo-Europeans. This is, book is awesome if you just want to know your history, okay? History overall, or if you're a person of uh, African, you know, descent of any one of these races, you just want to know it. I want to go back. You know, I was going to say that the Moors were black, but down here it says, when the Japhites separated at the Tower of Babel, the theory and probability is that they turned white. There are many cases of individuals turning white in Jewish biblical history, when God wanted to show Moses a miracle, he turned his hand white as snow. Then he turned it back again to its original color, black. 
Okay. In ancient Israel, when a man had a white spot in his skin or white or yellow hair or white skin, somewhat reddish, he was pronounced unclean. All people who are victims of this shameful disease were isolated outside the camp or the city. Those that had leprosy were called lepers and they had to shout unclean, unclean. All people in the ancient world um, who had yellow hair and leprosy were despised and segregated. This is one reason um, the white supremacists discriminate against the black people today. They said Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses and defamed his character because he married an Ethiopian woman as a as a punishment. Now, this is why they used to say that Ham and it was on eternal all the people black and all black people come from him is because they said that Miriam uh had rebuked Moses for marrying the Ethiopian, but it wasn't that because first of all, it's not that he married the Ethiopian because she was black and they was white. It's because the Ethiopian woman would have been from the descendant of Ham and he was from the line or from the tribe of um Levi, which means you're a descendant of the twelve tribes, which means you you, you are on assignment, what are you doing with marrying that woman? But what people don't know is he ended up marrying that uh that Ethiopian woman when the he, I think he became the king of Ethiopia during the 40 years that he was missing. The missing 40 years that they don't want you to know about in the Bible because if, if they tell you about the missing 40 years, all you're going to see is Africa, Africa, Ethiopia, blah, 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 blah. The African-Egyptian war, the African-European the African European war, the African-Roman war. That's all you're going to see in the book of Joshua. Afro, Afro this, Afro that. African king, blah, blah, blah. They don't want you to know nothing of that. They don't want you to know that. And so it says, as a punishment, God struck Miriam with leprosy as she turned white as snow. Now, many people have deceived themselves into thinking that Miriam and Aaron spoke against her because she was a black woman. But this is not the case because Miriam, yes, Aaron and Moses were all black people. They spoke against Moses because the Ethiopian woman was of a different religion. The color issue did not exist in their day. This is very true. This book is the one that showed me that um, white, black, Hispanic, all that came later on. Back in the day, you was either you was a scribe or what you was descending from. Like you already know, you was a Canaanite, you was a Canaanite, a Canaanite. You was a this, you was a that. You was a Levite. You know, you was a Shemite, Japhite. You, you it's where you from, who your people from. That's what it was. So I just wanted to bring that up as far as the leprosy. Let me see. See? Then it says, um, Naaman and, and Gehazi had leprosy. Then he said, I will write a summary of the story. Na Naaman was the captain of the Syrian army. He acquired leprosy, boils, and whitening of the skin. That they just, they just, he wanted to be cured. Then he heard about Elisha the prophet. Elisha told him to dip seven times in the river. Naaman obeyed and he was cured. As a reward, as a reward, a reward was offered Elisha, but he refused it. A servant of Elisha named Gehazi wanted the reward that his master Elisha refused. Then Gehazi ran to look for Naaman. When he found him, he asked for the reward and said that his master had sent him. This, of course, was a lie. When Gehazi returned to Elisha, Elisha said, I know you have gotten garments, olives, yards, and all kinds of wealth by means of subterfuge. Therefore, the leprosy that Naaman had will cleave unto you and unto your seed descendants forever. See, therefore, the leprosy that Naaman had will cleave unto your descendants forever and he departed from his presence as a leper, white as snow, all over, white as snow. You know, they'd be like, snow white, snow bun. No disrespect with these terms, but snow white. Why are you keep expressing how white something is unless you, it's, it's differentiating from the people? So we have Moses' hand going turned in and 
coming out white and then going back to his original color. White. Pure white. Say white as snow. Okay. So... It says, this type of leprosy affected reproductive organs, genes, and chromosomes that determine hereditary characteristics in his body, which would mean that all his children would produce white offspring even though he was a black man at first. This was the curse of Gahazi, okay? I don't know what line Gahazi is from, but, you know, we're just talking about what is the definition of what was the definition of leprosy at that time. I'm closing that book now, and I'm going back to um this... Uh, I mean, I forgot all that talking. I, I'm gonna get some water. I'll be right back, y'all. Take a break. See y'all in a few. Okay, I'm back and I am hydrated. Let's get back into this. I wanted to now go into Cain's descendants, the mystery of Cain's descendants. Not necessarily where we are to this day, but a, a clue, more clues, because you know there's pieces out there. And I'm gonna, I pray God He leads me to them. How many know that he will? If you ask him, Lord, I don't get it. It might not be today. You know, look at me start 2009. I still got things coming out. It's 2021. Now, it says, now with this I wanted to talk about because I feel like it connects into this theory about um forest and flat earth. Now, before I read that, let me try. It's for those who are flat earthers. Forests and flat earth. Now, the theory is that... There are no forests on flat earth. What we are now known as forests is not the original design. Like, because we're smaller, our statute human, as humans are smaller. I told you when Adam sinned, he, he dropped down to 100 L's, which was translated to 375 feet. And as he still was able to hide behind a tree. Hide behind a tree. So that means a tree was 375. How could you hide behind a tree unless the tree is taller than, and probably taller that she was probably taller than 300 He was able to hide behind a whole tree. So the whole theory of the ancient world that everything was bigger, everything was super big, even Adam. Okay, and that uh, you know, in time, even Noah, they say, uh, could have potentially been large. Okay, something I need to look into. But the flat earthers are people who who know flat earth or believe in the Bible. Just because some people are flat earthers, not mean they believe in the Bible. They just know something's going on. They just haven't even linked the two and two together. I've seen atheists that believe in flat earth. Okay, but. Things like a devil's tower in Wyoming is supposed to look like a mountain, but it really is what they're saying is a tree stump of an old ancient tree cut down. So if you if you Google devil's tower and you go to images, okay, they'll tell you it's a national monument. And that, if you look at it, in essence, is an old tree stump, okay? And then there's others like that around the world. Okay, just like there's also legends, and this is true, that some mountains aren't mountains so much as they're the fossil and decay of giants, especially after the um the Nephilim after the um erosion, um what do you, after the flood, I mean, and you know the the sediments, you know how things are. Same if you get a fossil, though, that's I'm, I, this is you know. So when you're going back to that, I wanted to read this because it says the crime committed by Cain had baneful consequences, not for himself alone, but for the whole nature, whole of nature also. Before the fruits of the earth, which bore unto him when he tilled the ground, had tasted like the fruits of paradise. Now his labor produced naught but thorns and thistles. The ground changed and deteriorated at the very moment of Abel's violent end. The trees and the plants in the part of the earth whereon the victim lived refused to yield their fruits on account of the grief over him. They talk about Abel. And only at the birth of Seth, those that grew in the portion belonging to Abel, 
began to flourish and bear again, but never did they resume their former powers. While before the vine had borne 926 different varieties of fruit and now only brought forth one kind. And so it was with all other species. They said all of those plants will regain their pristine powers only in the world to come or the second age. Okay, the one where they're doing this system is crushing and the Messiah comes down. Now, there's also legend that the giants cut them down. You see, giants can explain a lot of things if you think about history, those things, National Geographic, the ones you would play with your mind. Like, how did they do this? Like, Stonehenge. Oh, these stones, they got over here, but those stones can only be found over there. And during those times, the man didn't have technology and they would have carried those stones across the water. Well, if you're a giant and you're maybe, I don't know, depending on how many L's you were at that time, 375, 200, whatever. Well, now that could have easily been a giant that was just sitting around and decided they wanted to play some kind of domino, stack dominoes or cards like, you know, we do just in bigger size kind of thing. Now, let's move on to the inhabitants of seven earths where they bring up Cain's descendants in, in the seven earths. We talked about this in a previous episode, the seven earths. So it says when, when Adam was cast out of paradise, he actually had to go through this, the the um first earth all the way back up through the seventh earth okay before he after he got cast out i guess as an official falling ceremony and then come back up to the seventh earth which is where we are now seventh earth is where we are so it says he first went to uh Erez, which is dark without a ray of light and utter void it said he was terrified particularly about the flames and the ever turning sword which is um on this earth and then after he did penance god led him to the second earth okay and then that's adama and then eventually, I want to go to where it says, they return to the boat for good and to the ground. However, bears neither. After the murder, now this is here, after the murder of Abel, Cain was sent back to Erez. Now, it says Erez. Is the lowest part of the seventh earth is dark without a ray of light and utterly void. It says that I, when Adam was there, he was terrified. But now it says here that he was sent back to Erez, where he was frightened into repentance by its darkness. Same thing that happened to Adam. And by the flames of the ever-turning sword, accepting his penitence, God permitted him to ascend to the third earth, the Arca. Okay? It says here, which receives some light from the sun. The Arca was surrendered to the Canaanites forever as their perpetual domain. They till the ground and plant trees, but they have neither wheat nor any other uh, of the seven species. Some of the Canaanites, not Canaanites, not Canaanites, Canaanites. Some of the Canaanites are giants. Some of them are dwarfs. They have two heads, wherefore they can never arrive at a decision. They are always at loggerheads with themselves. It may happen that they are pious now, only to be inclined to do evil the next moment. Okay. <clears throat> now, it says they in the fourth earth are the generation of the Tower of Babel and their descendants. And God banished them there because the fourth earth is not far from Gehenna and therefore closer to flaming fire. Okay. It says that down there, they're, down there, they're skillful in the arts. Accomplished in the departments of science and knowledge. That's what they be running the inner earth for. And trying to channel the things in the inner earth for. And about the government. And also Cain's, Cain's children. Who is also the, the serpent's children. Because now this is literally saying that there is, they are in third earth. Or, th or the third earth. Which they are surrendered 
to forever. Meaning they're eternal because he was not his bloodline. His father was not of God. It was of that ancient thing of old. Okay. And that's where they go. They don't get received and having to get repeated because they are spirits of some kind of dark thing. And that's just those. That's just those. What about the ones that still running on earth? What I want to say lastly about them. And then eventually God took him back to Tebel. That's where we are. The seventh earth. The earth inhabited by men. Now it says here, Cain knew only too well that his blood guiltness would be revisited upon him in the seventh generation. Thus had God decreed against him, um, as God decreed against him. So he started to immortalize his name by means of monuments and he became a builder of cities. The first of them he called Enoch after his son because it was at the birth of Enoch that he began to enjoy a measure of rest and peace. Besides, he found six other cities. This building of cities was a godless deed, for he surrounded himself with um he surrounded them with the wall, forcing his family to remain within. All his other doings were equally impious. The punishment God had ordained for him did not affect any improvement. He sinned in order to secure his own pleasure, though his neighbors suffered injury thereby. He augmented his household substance with rapine and violence. Okay? Did you hear that? He augmented his household substance by rapine and violence. Okay? The definition of rapine is basically seizing things uh, violently. Okay, that's 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 what they pretty much are saying. Barbarity, murder, mutilation, fire. This is the type of people that they were. And then it goes on to say that he excited his acquaintances to procure pleasures and spoils by robbery, and he became a great leader of men, of leading men into wicked courses. He also introduced a charge of ways in the simplicity that men had lived. Okay, so it says they started to become more materialistic. And um, uh, the, the people before them was not that way. They said all his descendants, all of them were impious and godless, wherefore God resolved to destroy them. <clears throat> Eventually, Cain was killed. Cain himself was killed, but that don't mean nothing because that's a spirit. And he has children. I don't know that. Does he have children? He's, he's descended of his father, the devil, who has children. Cain was marked by a horn on his head, too, it says. Because it says Lamech, who was blind, who accidentally killed his grandfather while they were hunting, when he, he knew it was him, even though he was blind, because he said he, he, he had a horn in his head, and he realized it was an animal, that it was his uncle. So he died violently, just like he killed his brother violently. And, of course, it says that, the, that, that even here, just like it says in the book of Enoch, that the soul of um, Abel does not rest and makes petition says right here also the soul of abel this will be the punishment of cain the soul of abel denounced the murderer because it could not find rest yeah i mentioned that and the same thing it says in the book of enoch that it wanders and then the angels of uh some heavenly host come and they minister to him and they tell him a little while longer a little while longer is just like in, in revelation revelation uh, <clears throat> Uh, 
In Revelation, where it says, And they cried out with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? That's not just um, him, that's others who died, uh, you know, wrongly. And it says, And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet a little season unto their fellow servants and also their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. You know, these would be the martyrs and the saints. Same way. So don't think that's odd because it says in Revelation, there's ones that are waiting. Some people, this isn't right what they did to them. And I think that's really all that I have for you all for now. Um, but I will be reading. What I wanted to mention to you all is that... Um, these beings... When I was talking about Flat Earth before, the book that I wanted to refer you all to, when I talked about Flat Earth uh, over a year and some change ago, and I talked about Inner Earth, I read, I read from a book and quoted from a book by Willis George Emerson called The Smoky God or A Voyage to the Inner World. If you have Amazon Prime, the Kindle book is free right now. If you want to buy it, if you want to save money, they, um, if you, I have Audible, uh, I had a, a free Audible credit. I also got the Audible credit and I think I'm going to get a printed copy. I tried just to have printed copies of everything because I never know what's going to happen. Even though I could go into devices and Lord knows I don't have ink and all the ink and paper I would need to, to print all the books I would like. Come on, please. So, um, this is what I read from. And this, in, in my opinion, along with, um, the experience of Admiral Byrd. And you have to remember, Antarctica and the entrance to inner earth all goes back to Nazi. Something happened with, with, with Hitler in that World War II. They say sometimes now the theory was that he was going to try to mix with that race, uh, mix to find the, the Aryan race and, and mix with the Nephilim so he could create his own race and just wipe out whatever. But he knew how to get there. There was something in Antarctica he knew about. There were scientists he was working with, Operation Paperclip, look, look it up. Scientists were so good, they brought them over here. They started working over here. But um, back to um, the Smoky Guys, a young guy I can call Johan Olaf, him and his father, who was Norwegian, and they were sailors at the time, and uh, made it into flat earth, that, um, inner earth. And that was a story told, which was very fascinating. And when he was talking, even if you wanted to read it as a story, because it's supposed to be read as, as a, some kind of a legend, a story, like something that's not true. But if you're reading it, even he was describing inner earth, even listening to the, what they're saying now is that the beings are large and they're gigantic. Um, <clears throat> I'll read to you. I was just reading to you about where Cain was in the seventh earth. But um, just like I said, some of the Canaanites are giants and some of them are dwarves. And some of them have two heads. And, you know, this and a third, everything down there when he was in there was large and the fruit was large. And everything was huge. And he said when they were asking him, who are y'all? Because they look human like this or whatever. They said they were beings from the older earth, or the older, the older realm, the older age and ancient beings or whatever that now live there. That have been put there. You know what I'm saying? And so, whether they're alive, their spirit was never of God or whatever in inner, in inner earth. is. Listen, this tells it. Flat earth diet model. If you look at certain flat earths, not just the, the, the one that look like more digital, new age, the one from back in the day, it'll show you something is under there. It'll show you all waters and things moving under there. Kind of thing like there's a whole nother world under there. So this is just diving more into the mystery, especially of freaking Kane. Because I never, you know, I never got... That's they taking him out. Him and Dance. Who are these two people? There's a couple people here. We know Esau too. I bet, he, I bet he has to wrap up. I haven't even gotten to that. Books one and two. Let me see. I think 
Book one talks about, just in case you're interested, the creation of the world that I've shared already, Adam, the 10 generations, which I just talked about. Well, the ones I, you know, Noah, Abraham, then Jacob. Can't wait to see because I just read, I was just reading about this Noah thing again with Ham and it's reading a little differently again, you know. And now a little bit, I just jumped ahead. Then we have from Joseph to the Exodus. That's book two. Joseph, the sons of Jacob, Job. And Moses in Egypt. And then from book three, which is, which is um, not with me. I know I, I can't remember what's in there, but I know volume four. As well. You know what I'm saying? Volume four is when they start talking about uh, everything. Joshua, the judges, Samuel, Saul, David, David's birth and descent, anointed king, encounter with Goliath. Ugh, think about, when I think about Nebuchadnezzar. Everything. There's a lot of things they talk about here. I'm more in-depth. This is what I love. Not that short, like, 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 it, somebody just didn't, res not only were they hiding stuff, but they didn't even respect the beauty of the history of it. But every piece of history they want you to know, they make sure they keep it intact the way they want you to know. I'm, I'm really excited to really just dive into this book. Really happy to share it with you all. Most of all, I'm just happy to be back just talking again with the family and diving into the world of God. And on that note, I'm going to let you all go. Stay blessed, stay safe, and I'll see you all next time here on Who's on the Lord's Side. <laughs>